Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Dope Humble Fearless. This week we gotta talk about all of the dope, dope, dope battle scenes that came out this week. First of all, we had Endgame come out Thursday, premiere Thursday, y'all. I'm not gonna spoil it for those who still ain't took their behinds to the theater to go see it. But I saw it and it was amazing. And I know you would definitely, definitely love it. But besides that, let's talk about this Battle of Winterfell on Game of Thrones, y'all. Come on. Uh, Y'all just giving us life this week. So let's just get down to the nitty gritty. This whole episode was finally us getting a chance to see the war between the dead and the living. And y'all, I've the creators of this show gave us exactly what we wanted and needed. And then some, y'all. I mean, we've been hearing about this whole war for several seasons. And we've just been like, okay, like, when is it coming? When is it coming? We almost thought, you know, season seven, maybe even season six. But we waited, and it was definitely a wonderful treat. I'm thankful for for waiting. Like, it was worth it. They gave us a complete battle, and it was full of action. It was just full of emotion, full of everything that we needed. Like, they didn't hold back nothing, y'all. So let's just dive right into it. It opens up with us seeing Samuel getting his dragon glass and just shaking down to his chorus. Like, he almost kind of giving us these vibes that he should have just went down to the <laughs> to the crypts with everybody else. Like, what was what is he thinking? Like, why am I doing this? But, you know, hey, he had to show his lady that, you know, he could protect them when the time comes. Like, he ain't just going to be no bookworm. He ain't going to be sitting up in a library his whole life and just spreading um, history around. Like, he'll get out there if he needs to. So, respect. Much respect, Samuel. And I'm glad you survived. Um, the next thing that really threw us off was this shadowy figure coming towards the army because the army was ready. They're like, okay, any moment now, stuff is about to pop off. And you could tell they was like, this is crazy. This is not what we're expecting. I don't know who this one person on this horse is, but hopefully they ain't somebody that's like coming to throw us off and distract us. And then we just get like thrown off and uh, completely annihilated by these people of the dead. But it just so happened to be Melisandre and uh, she just came to actually do her part. You know, she said she was going to be back. She knows she wasn't really welcome, but she said she was going to be back and she came back and she redeemed herself. I mean, I still don't care for her because at the end of the day, she, you know, caused way too much drama. And uh, we ain't forget. We, We ain't forget all those lies that she just like 
stirred up and had people feeling all type of confidence, knowing dang or well, they ain't the person to be running stuff. And she over here using them to get where she needs to be in life. And like, no, we we can't deal with you and your power play. I feel like the her and Littlefinger, though, would have made a good couple. I'm not even going to lie. Like, that was a, they could have been a dynamic duo. Okay. But, outside of that, um, she redeemed herself by lighting up that fire for the Dothraki. Now, when we saw that, I was like, okay, you know, that's what's up. You know, I heard that, we ready, we ready. I heard that playing in the background and I was like yes like that's what we needed that you okay we can't give you the MVP but you know what though you know what you you get a spot on the team so yeah go ahead yeah get a jersey you go suit up like we need you like okay cool you know we could talk about our differences after the fact but right now you just got on the team and uh the Dothraki was like, ah, yes, okay, cool. They're like, we ready, we ready. As soon as we see anybody that look like they dead or whatever, like, it's a done deal. We just gonna, ha burn them up. Well, as we all know now, that, uh, that little fire pff, did absolutely nothing. Nothing, and I'm actually surprised to see that Brienne and um, who else was that was able to come back because, uh, Lord have mercy, the way they um got annihilated and how fast them that how fast that fire went out. Man, I did not expect anybody to be able to make it back out of there, but they did, and the battle continued. I think that was the first time, though, that we saw um, we saw Grey Worm like truly, truly, truly like, dang, maybe this is not for me. <laughs> like the Unsullied for the first time, kind of looked like. They were scared. And, you know, the, the Unsullied ain't the ones to be known for any type of um, fear. But once they saw <laughs> the Dothrakis go down, and, you know, everybody knows the Dothrakis, they just thugging it out here. They out here, they kill you by any means necessary. Where they got to, like, bite you to death. Whatever they got to do, like, they about that life and the unsullied like shh, we train we do this our whole life like ain't ain't no fear in us baby but listen the when you fight in the dead though that's a whole nother enemy a whole nother energy just a whole nother level to this battle life and um once they saw that the darth Racky didn't even like scrape the surface on knocking any of them dead people out it was on and uh i'm so glad that Arya was like 
right, Sansa. You just take this little dagger and you take your pretty little stuff down to the crypts. Because uh, you over here trying to be Lady of Winterfell and showing your face. It ain't about to get you nowhere but six feet under. So, um, yeah. So that's how it all begins. Now, I was a little frustrated with Daenerys because she just felt like, oh, y'all just gonna knock out my Dothraki. Like, oh, okay, I'm about to light y'all up with fire. But it's like, Daenerys, you don't even know what you're getting. It's You saw the army of the dead one time. Like, you have no idea. Like, the person that you should be listening to right now, right now, is John. And I know you have some unresolved business going on because you just found out that y'all related or whatever. And he's technically the rightful heir or whatever. But... This is the time where you should truly take the back seat, and she didn't take the back seat on this one. But it's okay though, because it all ended up working out for the best. However, I felt like had she not just been so quick to jump the gun, that she could have been way more effective in the battle and um, could have saved a few more lives by doing so. <sighs> The best part, though, about this whole episode is the fact that we had all of the heavy hitters. When I say all of the heavy hitters, we had everybody. We had Brienne. We had the um, a couple of the Night's Watch, men of the Night's Watch. We had a couple of the men um, that was from north of the wall. We had... The Unsullied, we had the Dothraki, we had um, John who came back, we had um, uh, Brienne, we had Jamie Lannister, I mean y'all, Jamie Lannister, which that was, we ain't never expect him to flip sides, we thought he was always going to be down for Cersei and Cersei only, but he finally got his act right and switched sides, so we had him, we had Theon, Theon Greyjoy, which I mean, that ain't somebody to just really jump and holler for, but you know... (laughs) Because, you know, he got broken down. Um, But once he gained his little confidence back, you know, he was out there, you know, making a name for himself, doing his thing. So, I mean, I appreciated him being there. Who else we had? Um, We had... um, the, The Mountain... And we had all his little, like, friends from, I guess, the Lord of Light, his little Lord of Light gang with him. We also had, um, we had all of the North, which, you know, I guess it wasn't that deep. However, we didn't have, um the rest of the Greyjoy clan and the Iron Islands Navy, which is fine because this was a battle that was on land. So, I mean, I mean, hey, they're a Navy, but 
it's all good because um, we can look forward to them later on in this season. We didn't have them, but you know, Dion was holding down for holding it down for them and on the Starks, even though he didn't make it out alive, which is you know the worst part about it. But I mean, hey, we didn't really expect him to do it anyway. I mean, he's. <laughs> He hasn't been the strongest person or the strongest character in this whole story. And then we had the Lady of Light. Like I said, she came bringing her God of Light and lighting up fires on command. Now, it did take her a while the second time to light the fire for the trenches. I was thinking like, okay, um... Something wrong with your God. It seemed like your God abandoning you. But, I mean, he, he came through. Um, You know, may not be where you want him. But I uh, guess he was on time. Um, And it only worked for a little while. Because the, the Ice King was like, listen, I'm going to need to sacrifice some of my players so we can get ahead. Because right now, y'all just standing there looking crazy like I ain't gonna go for that I need y'all to kill like I told y'all to <laughs> so you know a good chess move a bold chess move he sacrificed some members so the rest of the members can get across and finish the job and then last but not least we had Aria oh oh sweet Aria Oh my gosh. Uh, Aria, she really surprised me. She really came through. I mean, we knew she was going to go out swinging, you know, but I was nervous for a while. I had this un, uneasy feeling in the, the pit of my stomach that. This would be the episode that, you know, she didn't make it through. That she just, you know, slipped up and let her guard down or something. But, nope. It didn't happen. Because, you know, like if you've been watching Game of Thrones from day one, you know that they have a habit of... Letting you get really, really close and invested in somebody. And then, boom, they just gone. Just like that. Just gone and you have to move on. And I knew that was going to be a hard one. But I had a feeling that they was going to do us like that again. But they didn't. And actually, they surprised us by making her the actual... MVP of the entire battle. Arya came through the air like Air Jordan just glided in. You didn't even hear that ah, until she was right up on the Night King. And then we was like, oh, dang. She was close, but not close enough. Like she almost had him because he, you know, he was choking her. But <laughs> no, no, no. She finessed us. Because her, her knife game is strong. She dropped that knife, caught it with the other one, and connected. And, phew, 
just like that, shattered. And you know, we've learned from the past that all you got to do is kill the one that turned everybody. And that's it. Like, you done knocked off a couple of people. Which I was thinking that, like, okay, once you get some of these generals or whatever that's up under him, like, maybe that'd be a quick way to eliminate large parts of the army. But ain't nobody got to them. Nobody was able to touch them. But, um... Arya got to that Night King, and it was done. It was a done deal. However, I was, like, kind of laughing a little bit because John was trying his hardest. I mean, he was trying his damnness to get to Bran. And it was his idea originally to, like, kind of, you know... Use well, I guess it wasn't his idea, but he was all for using Brandon as the uh, Brandon as the bait, and uh, we was like, okay, he gonna come in and save the day because that's what he do, that's what he, you know, is known for or whatever. But he didn't get his chance to, and I was like, ah, oh, dang, I know he is sitting over there kicking himself, like, dang. That was supposed to be me, but I feel like if anybody else would have did it, it just wouldn't have made sense. And, you know, this whole time, this is what he's been um, cheering Arya on to do since, you know, since Jump was to be somebody just like, you know, him and his dad. And I mean, if anybody was going to take him out, like she would have been the next one up. You know, and so I think um, once he finds out and knows who actually did it, he'll be proud. But I feel like deep down inside, he kind of wanted to have that that moment. Um, But it's all good. You know, it's all good. At the end of the day, he got more bigger things to worry about, Um, like for one, being the heir and having the whole world know that he's supposed to be the heir to the seven kingdoms and two you know dealing with this whole like incestual relationship that he has with um with Daenerys and three trying to figure out what they're gonna do now that you know they defeated this army and they got they still got Cersei to deal with which I laughed too at the end um, because I'm like, dang, Cersei kind of like made a really, really good decision to not have our army be involved with this war. And it was like, she didn't lose anybody at all. Like if she would have took that risk, she probably would have lost her entire army or at least half of them. And she was like, nah, we good. Like, we gonna sit out. Like, I know what I told you that we was gonna... But do you really think that I was really gonna sacrifice my army for a cause that ain't got nothing to do with me? Like, I don't live in the North. Y'all live in the North. That's your problem. And you know what? Hey, that was the best decision she ever made out of all the other decisions she's made. That was the best one. But now... And now she got to face the consequences of that decision because she wasn't a team player. 
And so uh, she she everybody enemy now, uh, except for the bank. <laughs> she everybody enemy and um, homeboy, um, the uncle Greyjoy. I forgot what his name is. I mean, I think he just want uh, he wanted to eventually take her place, but. <laughs> If he ain't learned now, he can't control her. And she definitely can't control them. And it just, it wouldn't work anyway. It just wouldn't be a good fit. But um, I guess he was just going to take his chances on having a little heir and just, you know, um, riding the coattail of having an heir with her. And, like, that would just be his meal ticket to the best retirement that he could ever have and um his whole I guess reign of just like having a little bit of power but <sighs> he on the wrong side he should have stayed loyal to his family because um Cersei about to go down especially the fact that she's about to deal with people who fought the death like what's worse than facing your worst fears They've already faced their fears. So I'm more than confident that when they do go to war with her, it's going to be some downright ruthless, the most grimiest thing that she probably never would have even thought of because, you know, she already grimy herself. It's about to get grimy. And I can't wait to see that battle. I mean, somebody finally getting to Cersei and really just like coming for her and um going to battle with her toe to toe so that leads to my next thing who is going to be the one to take her out now we already know I mean Arya (laughs) hey she already had her on her death list for forever like and the only she was gonna actually go take her out before going to Winterfell, but something in the back of her mind just told her go ahead and go to Winterfell, cause people said her family there and she ain't seen them in years, and uh, she chose family over Cersei. But pff, baby, it's Cersei's time now. So I mean, Arya could be it. Um, honestly. If anybody had to take her out, I would prefer it to be Jamie because that has been his crutch. That has been his weakness. That's been his, um, that's just been the thing that's been holding him back. Uh, and, um, he has to, he has to be the one. You know, because he's the one who can get the closest to her. She probably don't trust him. I mean, we already know that she don't trust him. But if anybody can get close, really, really close to him, to her, it would be Jamie. You know, because we've already seen over the years that like, as much as she wanted to kill Tyrion and have people going out there, you know, um, with a reward for his head. But every time he came into, you know, the capital, she's never actually um, killed him. She's always given him grace enough to, like, come and go, um, 
mainly because she was interested in his information that he had to give. Uh, but if she would allow Tyrion to get semi close to her. I'm pretty sure that she would give that same grace and if not a little bit more grace to Jamie, which she's had because there's things that he's done to like really get under her skin. But she's still just like, you my Buddha, like I love you, but I need some space. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're currently kind of going through like in a weird way, a divorce. But. I don't know like I, I really I just feel like if anybody should kill him like I would prefer him to be the one I would love to watch that um but I feel like you know Tyrion he about that life he didn't already kill their daddy you know it, it hurt him to do it but he did it and um I know he would love to take Cersei out because all the stuff he done she done put him through but it, he probably wouldn't necessarily take, I guess, that much pride in doing it because she has spared his life before. So it it may not be as easy for him. Um, then again, I think it would also be very entertaining to see her and Brienne go toe-to-toe because you know Brienne and Jamie got this, like, unspoken kind of, like, love for each other and it's kind of like you know don't mess with my man i'm gonna be the one to break it to you <laughs> you know or the boy is mine you know kind of have that like underlining tension that would be kind of dope to watch um but we don't really know if cersei's a if, if she could even actually fight we know she can like put orders into play and stuff but we've never really just saw her fight i mean she looked like she could probably fight though like i wouldn't put her put it past her but that would be cool to see um it'd be almost kind of cool to actually see um sansa do it (laughs) on some type of like you know um you've this is what you've taught me and I've learned from you. So I don't know. Um, Who else? (sighs) Who else would be on the docket? Um, Let's see. Oh, Daenerys, you know, from one throne to another, like, bitch, I rule the seven kingdoms. Like, so bow down you know I mean we know Daenerys ain't afraid to fight she usually fights with her dragons though but in the battle of Winterfell she had no choice but to pick up a sword and she was swinging you know she wasn't the best sword handler but I mean she she got a couple of people she got some body some body counts on her with her swords play and uh, that's one thing we have not seen Cersei do is uh, swing no swords so Daenerys would be a good candidate. Um, Jon Snow. But you know, the way we see Jon, it's kind of like 
you know, he would do it if he had to, but he don't seem like the type of person to really put his hands on a woman, you know? He's just so noble. And it's like, if he did put his hands on a woman, I think we would all still kind of cringe a little bit because he's like, oh, he hit a lady. But Cersei's another type of lady, so maybe we would still give him a little pass. But, um, yeah, so we got John, we got Jamie, we got Arya, we got Daenerys, we got Brienne, and Sansa. But I, I, I'm betting between Jamie and between Arya. But I mean, the way they be writing this story too is like, I guess we can't just give Arya all of the the juice, you know? Like that's how they do it. But Brandon didn't give her that swore for nothing. He didn't give her that swore for nothing. I mean, we already knew that he he probably had a vision that she was going to be the one to to win the war. So he gave her that for a reason. But, I mean, at the same time, it it could not have been related to the Battle of Winterfell because that was the whole beef between um, the North and Cersei to begin with came from Littlefinger with all of his, you know, sneakiness and turning people against each other. And that was the knife that he gifted you know, originally, which started the whole thing. So that was the knife that he also died by. That may have been the only reason why Brandon gave her the knife. And that was what she used to execute him with. And remember, he said that, um, I guess there were some things that he just couldn't see when it came to the Night King because the Night King touched him or whatever. But, um, Arya also used it to end the war. So who knows if that's going to be the same knife that ends it, the war with all the seven kingdoms with Cersei. There might be a big significance in that weapon. And maybe if Arya doesn't use it, somebody else will use it, you know? I mean, because Valerian still has always been this, um, you know, put on a pedestal since we first heard about it. And um, so far, we haven't really seen anybody actually use it or, um, well, I guess we've seen them use it, but not really do any true um, significant damage that we needed to see until now. So, you know, maybe that is what is that Venerian still is neat, is necessary for them to um get to where they need to be so we'll see I don't know I'm just just trying to pick apart what we've known what we know so far about Game of Thrones um but I I feel like there's just so much more to happen and we only got three more episodes which is a little frustrating because I um honestly felt like the first two episodes could have been just one long episode but you know that just that's just me like, I feel like they they could have just put that together, combined it, and give us more, um, more about the story. You know, we need to just know more about what's going to happen. 
um, when it's all said and done. And I, I'm just not ready for it to end. Like, I'm just not ready for it to end. And I've always been nervous on whether they're going to give us an actual happy ending or <laughs> or everybody's just going to end up dying. So we'll see. And it, it will be very frustrating to see all of these heavy hitters survive the battle at Winterfell but not survive um, a battle against Cersei. That will be frustrating, but... You know how they do us. They get us thinking that like, oh, we good, we straight. And then boom, just like they did with the whole Dathraki army. It was like, oh, yes, yes, they about to go do some damage. And nope, them dead, the dead blew out their candle so fast. I I was just like, God dang, what's the rest of the episode going to be about if they go? (laughs) Like, what's the rest of the episode? I was I was nervous to think, like, the rest of the episode was going to be like, okay, they wipe out all of the North Army. Then they go down and um, wipe out Cersei. And then they wipe out some people, you know, um, further down and get the Iron Islands as well. Like, I just thought this was going to be an episode of them just wiping out people. Um And I was ready to see how Cersei was going to react to the Night King. Like, I was more than ready to see. But we didn't get a chance to see that. (sighs) So maybe we'll get to see um, Brandon's true destiny and where he he, um, lies in all of this. And... um, I guess maybe we'll get a chance to see what life is like being ruled by John too. Who knows? But um, most importantly, right now, we need to find out who is going to be the one to take out Cersei. And my bet is between Jamie and Arya. But it would be really dope to see Daenerys or Bran take him out. But Jamie, out of anybody, like he has to, he has to kill his kryptonite. Like that is his biggest downfall is fighting for this lady, knowing she ain't right. Like something wrong with her. Something is wrong with her. Hopefully I'm right. I hope it's Jamie. If not, then it could be somebody from the starting team that I had which is Arya, Sansa, Daenerys, Jamie, Tyrion. I guess so my starting five well I guess outside of Jamie is um Tyrion and uh who else did I say? Brian Jane um Brian Sansa, Daenerys, Tyrion, and I guess that's it. Oh, and John, John, yes. So, so outside of Jamie, if anybody from that starting five take her out, that'd be fine too. But I really, really, really want it to be Jamie. <sighs> so that was Game of Thrones, y'all. I definitely enjoyed it. 
I was glued to the TV. And um, I, I just think they did a really, really good job of getting that whole battle across because they really had us waiting on pins and needles for years and for seasons till we got to a chance to finally see that happen. Um, a little fun fact about that whole show was that it took them 11 weeks to film it. 11 weeks to film it, and they spent over $15 million to produce it. $15 million. Now, just to give you a little TV, you know, insider, most 45-minute shows cost around a uh, million dollars to actually film. That's like the typical budget that's spent on a 45-minute episode. So they spent $15 million, y'all. $15. And this is definitely the longest battle sequence in TV history. So... And it was 82 minutes long. So, yeah, y'all did a good job, HBO. Kudos to y'all. And um, I really, 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 really hope and pray that y'all do get a prequel um, TV series up and running for this. Because this is just such a really good story. And I just want to know more. Like, I'm really, really, really invested in this. And if they do have a prequel... I would love to see Ned Stark. And I mean like the original Ned Stark. And I would love to see the the um, Mad King and, you know, Daenerys being, going through her actual childhood that we didn't get a chance to see. Because we only kind of got to see her when her brother tried to sell her off as a slave. Like I want to see before that too. That'd be really dope. Um, who else? I would also like to see um, more about these. Uh, what are they called? The people that that created the um, White Walkers to begin with. I want to see more of them, the Children of the Forest, and their relationship with people. Because when you saw at um, Daenerys like castle where they was mining the dragon stone and inside those caves like all those markings and stuff and like how they were actually one and then there was some type of conflict between them like I would really really love to see all of that and how that unfolds um and to learn more about the original three eye raven and um how he came to to choosing Brandon to be his successor. <sighs> what else, y'all? I, I'm just so excited. And I just can't wait till Sunday. But I do want it to slow down because I don't want it to end. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And it would be like we'll have to wait till next year to see the prequel if they ever did do have one or wait two years from now it's like I don't I can't go through this I can't (laughs) I need to see more now Um, I'm hooked (sighs) what else I think that's it Aria you're the goat you know 
Hats off to you. I love, love, love how they... And I talked about this when I did the episode with Brian. From Bitchin' with Brian. But I just love how they uplift the women in this series, you know? Like, John Stark did not... I mean, John Snow did not save the day. It was Arya. And Brienne held her own, even though, like, it was, it looked like it was a matter of time before her and those other dudes was gone. Um, and then the thing about it was the hound had already gave up. Oh, and I said the mountain earlier. I called him the mountain. But the hound, he had already gave up. And then homeboy was like, Psh, but look at homegirl up there. Ask her if she feeling this way. She don't look like she bothered at all. And she was over there kicking ass. And as soon as he saw that, he was like, oh, dang. Not my little baby. I got to protect my little baby. And he protected her. But, you know, she, she, you know, had a big effect on him. And then, you know, Melisandre, I mean, with the little that she did. You know, she came up in here giving them confidence, like, we got fire now, so we good, you know. (laughs) And they went straight into battle to just immediately be considered extinct and wiped off the face of the earth in, like, 2.5 seconds. But it's all good, though, because Melisandre gave them that little oomph that they needed because they looked a little nervous at first. Who else? Then Daenerys coming in here, you know. Bringing hope with her dragons. And, um, who else? And then, you know, Sansa coming out here, um, coming down to the crypts and just like setting the record straight. Like, Tyrion, you ain't gonna do nothing because the way <laughs> things is happening right now, you would have already been gone. And I'm just gonna end it with that. So, Y'all just be thankful that y'all down here. <laughs> and, you know, we'll just see what happens. But, you know, she was, she came down there and she didn't go down there freaking out and like, oh my gosh, because she didn't already seen, you know, the worst. But um, she came down there with some poise and just was like, I'm going to keep it, keep it together for these people to give them a little bit of hope. Even though I don't have any hope right now, I'm, I'm I'm going to do my part to give them hope, which says a lot about her growth as a character because back in the day, Lord have mercy. Who knows? She probably would have been down there just boo-hoo crying, just a whole mess, you know. But she came down there and just held it together. Um, So kudos to her. Oh, oh, and we cannot forget. And I don't even know how I forgot about her. We cannot forget about Liana. Liana Mormont. She was like, I'm here. I have my own village of people to lead. My mother died in combat. And I am my mother's child. 
I don't care how old I am or how young you may think or what you think I should do. I'm here calling the shots. I'm going to tell my army and tell my men where they need to be. I'm going to have a sword and I may not take out a lot of people, but I am going to take out somebody. Okay, (laughs) listen, and she did just that. You know, the giant came in swinging, knocked it down real hard. And I thought that one swing that he did ended her life right then and there. But she got back up, baby. She got back up and was like, I don't care how big you are, who you think you are, but not today. And, I mean, he got her and was crushing her little body. And we should have known then. That's You know what? We should have known then because what she did was she came out of nowhere with that other hand and just stabbed that giant right in the eye and killed him, which which was very necessary because that giant, we didn't even need the other dragon to come in there. That giant could have shut that whole thing down because he was already starting to shut stuff down and she was like, "Uh uh-uh, not up in here. And, uh, you know, we had a little David and Goliath moment. So what we should have known was with her being kind of squeezed and being crushed, that when Arya, because for two seconds we doubted it now, we was like, oh, dang, Arya, like, you almost had it. We almost was there. But she came back with a Leanna Mormont moment and took that giant out. I mean, he was... He wasn't a giant um, physically, but he represented the army of the dead, which was a giant compared to the army <laughs> that was left from the battle. So, um, you know, if anybody got any big ups, it would be Leanna and Arya because they really came. They really came through. And you know what? We can also give Theon a little little kudos because he held down the fort even after all of his other fighters that was next to him died he held down the fort for a little while until uh, Brandon got back and Brandon kindly kindly told him like I Dion this is where it ends for you my friend uh thank you for your service thank you for your time um just know that what you did here would not um be forgotten and you would truly appreciate it but uh yeah it's a wrap for you my friend uh, and uh I, I was really shocked that he just decided to just run full full steam ahead towards the night king uh, uh he could have just threw the spear I mean he could have just threw the spear and died another way but he just ran straight to death which you know says a lot I mean we already knew at that point in time that you know he wasn't gonna let fear take over him but it it truly showed us what place he was in um and that he was far removed from the Theon that we saw abandon his sister and the Theon that we saw um from uh from just being torn down by um by homeboy so yes 
I mean, I guess you can get an honorable mention to Theon. Because, I mean, you served your purpose. Um, I, I also, it also made me chuckle, too, that, um, that when everything was all said and done, they didn't let us forget at all about, um, <laughs> they didn't let us forget about homegirl, um, still, you know, coming back after homeboy told her, don't you come back down here no more, because the next time I see you, I'm executing you on sight, and he meant it, too, because as soon as that battle was over, that was the first person he went looking for, and sure enough, saw her, but when she was leaving the gates of Winterfell, I guess he was like, well, let's see how this goes. And uh, she took herself out, which, I mean, she told him, ain't no need for you to execute me. Like, I got this. Like, I'll be I'll be dead. And um, uh, Sir, Sir Davos, you know, he was like, I'm, I'm going to take your word for it right now because you, you helped me out. But, um, trust and believe, I will kill you, like I said, I, I will. And, um, he was gonna, he was gonna live up to that, but he didn't have to, so. That was what's up, but I laughed, cause I was like, dang, he's still on this? Like, he ain't gonna give her a pardon or nothing? Like, <laughs> he said, I don't care what she did right now, he, he can take that black magic and, and stick it, because at the end of the day, all the other stuff that you did, it's unforgivable, period. And he was like, I don't care. He said, I don't care if you would have killed the Night King. Like, I'm still coming for you, and you're going to be executed and, uh, you know, be punished for all of the damage that you have. So that's my take on Game of Thrones. Again, I'm predicting that somebody from my fabulous five will take out Cersei. But if it has to be anybody, I prefer it to be Jamie. So I'm rooting for Jamie uh, to take her out. Um, and I, I have a feeling that this next episode as well is going to be the episode that John reveals to everybody. The world will find out that he is the rightful heir to the Seven Thrones. So that's my predictions. I would love to hear your predictions. Um, you can tweet us or um, hit us up on Instagram or on Facebook. That's Dope, Humble, Fearless everywhere. Um, or you can also hit us up on our hotline at DHF underscore hotline at Outlook.com. Again, that's DHF underscore hotline at Outlook.com. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.